48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. The Carrie Lam administration announces easing rules for the hospitality sector as long as people have had their jabs. The government tells organisers of the June 4th vigil they're not processing their application because of the pandemic and the chief executive rules out intervening over the Bar Association for now. Customers will be asked to prove that they've been vaccinated when they enter restaurants and bars that plan to stay open till 2am as part of relaxed social distancing rules thanks to an easing of the city's coronavirus situation. From Thursday, bars and karaoke bars are among the establishment that will be allowed to reopen as long as all staff and customers have had at least the first dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. Customers will need to use the government's Leave Home Safe app too. Distancing rules at restaurants will also be eased. Here's the Health Secretary, Sophia Chan. At this stage, yes, I understand there may uh, pose some convenience, you know, to people that uh, everybody would have to be vaccinated, you know, in a vaccine bubble. But if there are enough people in Hong Kong that is being vaccinated, if we can achieve a herd immunity, if we can build our protection uh, amongst, you know, everybody, then the bubble will grow bigger and bigger. And in that sense, then we can have more relaxation and perhaps you know, at that point in time that uh, all these inconveniences uh, would be gone and then we would really, you know, go back to normality. The chairman of the Lang Kwai Fong Group, Alan Zeman, says the reopening of bars is good news for staff who've been out of work for a long time. He also welcomed news that bars can stay open longer than first thought. I think everybody's very anxious to get moving again. And uh, I think the, the staff in general have really wanted get back to work and they need to get back to work they need to get paid they all have families and children and whatever so i think i think uh, uh and the big concession was that uh the bars can stay open till 2 a.m um and this was a really really giant step forward because originally government wanted it to be till midnight the government has also announced it will provide a new round of subsidies to bars, karaoke's, nightclubs and bathhouses that were shut down. The $255 million scheme is expected to benefit 1,150 establishments. As for restaurants, they can stay up until 2am if staff are fully vaccinated and customers have taken at least the first dose. They'll be seated in a special area with a capacity of eight per table. For eateries whose staff have only taken the first dose, they can operate till midnight and serve a maximum of six per table. The president of the Hong Kong Federation of Restaurants and Related Trades, Simon Wong, welcomed the measures and he believes big eateries will benefit more. It's not easy for uh, all the, the restaurants to follow uh, the new measures, particularly for the uh, very small restaurants. And uh, if uh, they don't have enough space, they are not able to uh, have a special region to house um, the people who, who, who use the, the apps. So this may uh, cause some difficulties for uh, uh, this type of restaurants. The government says it's told organisers of the June 4th candlelight vigil that their application to use Victoria Park to mark the 1989 Tiananmen Square massacre won't be processed because of COVID-19. Timmy Sung reports. A leisure and cultural services department spokesman said it has stopped processing all bookings for non-designated uses of its leisure venues until further notice in view of the latest coronavirus situation. The Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China has also applied to the police for permission to organize the march in late May ahead of the June 4th vigil. The force had not made a decision yet on that application. 
Last year, the police refused to grant permission for the candlelight vigil, saying the event would be a major threat to public health. That was the first time the police had refused to give it the green light since 1990. Mainland officials and tanker representatives said a tanker carrying around one million barrels of bitumen mix was involved in a collision near the port city of Qingdao during heavy fog, spilling oil into the Yellow Sea. The collision involving the anchored Liberia-flagged tanker, a symphony, and the bulk vessel Sea Justice took place just before nine o'clock this morning. An official said a clean-up operation had begun. But it was hindered by the port's closure because of zero, zero visibility conditions due to extremely heavy fog. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past eleven. The chief executive Carrie Lam says there's no need to intervene in the affairs of the Bar Association for now, despite Beijing's scathing criticism of Chairman Paul Harris, whom it branded an anti-China politician, and called for his removal. Mr. Harris had questioned the prison sentences handed down to Jimmy Lai and other pro-democracy activists for taking part in two protests in 2019. Speaking at a weekly news briefing, Mrs. Lam said there was no need to act unless the law had been broken. The Hong Kong Bar Association is a self-regulatory、uh, association, and operating in accordance with its own rules and regulations, including the election of a chairman. And for the time being, I do not see uh, the um, case for any government intervention into the affairs of the Hong Kong Bar Association.、Uh, but of course, if there are instances or complaints about the bar not acting in accordance with Hong Kong's、uh, law. Uh, then, of course, the government will be called into action. The Leisure and Cultural Services Department says it's considering legal action against anyone found responsible for illegal acts involving a musical fountain in Kuan Tong. There's also been an online backlash against a comedian who took a bubble bath there last weekend. The government says it was forced to turn the fountain off because of suspected contamination of water with liquid soap. Wendy Wong has more. Comedian Wong Kar Wai from Web TV Channel 100 Mirrors had been mocking the fountain's 50 million dollar price tag, and said people should try to use it as much as possible. But users of a parenting forum say the comedian should be charged and fined for damaging the fountain. The government should sue him. It will be a very bad example if he doesn't have to face any consequences. One user wrote. But there were also parents who questioned how the new fountain could be damaged so easily. One forum user said he shouldn't have used liquid soap there, but he's obviously framed by the Leisure and Cultural Services Department. It's impossible that a fountain would be damaged by a little liquid soap. Two more elderly people have died weeks after receiving COVID vaccines, but health officials say there's no evidence to show that the deaths were caused by the jabs. The deceased are a 76-year-old man who'd taken both Sinovac doses. And a 74-year-old woman who'd taken both BioNTech doses. They both died of pneumonia this week. An expert panel will look into the cases. A legal challenge to the tabling of a bill in Lejko that will set down Beijing's changes to the SAR's electoral system has been thrown out by a High Court judge. As Jimmy Choi reports, the judge held that the judicial review has little prospect of success because local courts have no jurisdiction over the matter. The legal challenge by Kwok Chekin, the king of judicial reviews, argued that the bill, if passed, will go against Hong Kong people's right to vote and be elected in genuine periodic elections by universal suffrage. He also argued that there will be a conflict of interest for the chief executive because government appointees will get to select people to sit in a revamped election committee that picks the city's leader. 
Mr. Kwok suggested that it was against procedural fairness the future decisions made by a fitting committee to screen election candidates. The Candidate Eligibility Review Committee cannot be legally challenged. Handing down his decision, Judge Anderson Chow said there is no reason for the court to entertain the application when the bill has not become law. He added that even if the bill becomes law, it would be highly questionable whether the legal challenge could go ahead. Justice Charles said the Court of Final Appeal had held in a separate case involving media tycoon Jimmy Lai that Hong Kong courts cannot review the constitutionality of the legislative acts of the National People's Congress and its Standing Committee to impose the national security law on Hong Kong last year. He said the top court's reasoning indicates that Hong Kong courts cannot review the constitutionality of the body's decisions to introduce electoral changes to the SAR. And he said it's unlikely that there could be any scope for constitutional review once the bill is passed. In refusing to allow the application, the judge said the challenge was neither reasonably arguable or had a realistic prospect of success. A new study shows that more than 60% of local workers it surveyed say they're willing to work in the Greater Bay Area. International accounting firm KPMG interviewed 549 employees and those who don't mind relocating to the Greater Bay Area gave better career prospects, travel convenience and broader work exposure as their top three reasons. KPMG's Head of People Services, Murray Sorelius, says Hong Kong staff are attractive to mainland employers because of strengths like higher language proficiency and international experience. Hong Kong for a long time has operated as a, a gateway to mainland China. It's operated as a regional hub. People that have worked in Hong Kong for a period of time have a more international outlook and act as that connector between mainland China and, and overseas. So that, that international perspective and often international experiences as, as well. A, a lot of people have, have had roles, jobs, education overseas. And I think that flexibility of um, experience is, is a, a positive. HSBC says its first quarter profit more than doubled, beating market expectations, thanks to a reversal in credit losses, as well as its major restructuring and pivot to Asia. Adjusted profit before tax rose 109% to 6.4 billion US dollars. The bank's CEO, Noel Quinn, said he's pleased with the better-than-expected results as he struck a cautiously optimistic note for the near future with hopes that mass vaccinations may start to ease pressure on the global economy. Turning overseas now, and there's mounting evidence that India has been underreporting the number of deaths from COVID-19 as the country grapples with the devastating second wave of coronavirus. One report from Delhi suggests the figures recorded by Crematoria may be double the official government statistics. Ashok Malik is a senior policy advisor for India's Ministry of External Affairs. Every death is being accounted for. Deaths can't be hidden in a country like India. What is possibly happening is that the deaths are not being categorized correctly at the moment. So people who have died of illnesses uh, related to COVID or due to COVID may be categorized as having died from a comorbidity. And there will ultimately be a reconciliation. We saw this last year as well in the first wave when there was a reconciliation. And that is likely to happen soon. There have been clashes between Myanmar's military and a separatist group in the southeast of the country, close to the border with Thailand. An army border post was captured and destroyed by the Karen National Union, an ethnic militia supportive of those opposed to the military coup in February. The BBC's Jonathan Head reports. From across the Salween River, flames could be seen from the burning army post after it was overrun by fighters from the Karen National Union, the KNU. 
There have been continued clashes between Karen and Myanmar military forces for the past month. The KNU says it's retaking territory lost during a ceasefire it agreed with the central government nine years ago. To drive out, soldiers, it says, have been harassing local residents. It's likely the military regime will retaliate for the loss of this army post with a high risk of further civilian casualties. An Australian government watchdog has taken a federal government, government department to court over the death of an asylum seeker. The Iraqi man killed himself while detained, the BBC's Phil Mercer reports. Australia's Department of Home Affairs and a private medical company have been charged with breaching health and safety laws. It's alleged that a lack of mental health supervision and training endangered the life of a detainee. The criminal charges relate to a 26-year-old Iraqi man who took his own life at Sydney's Villawood Immigration Centre in 2019. Campaigners say the case has the potential to expose how alleged medical neglect increases the risk of suicide among inmates in detention. Sport and in the English Premier League, Leicester City pulled off a come-from-behind 2-1 victory over Crystal Palace at King Power Stadium thanks to another sparkling performance by Kalecha Iheanacho. The Nigerian striker set up the equaliser and scored the winner. The win further boosted Leicester's Champions League hopes next season. The Foxes are third in the standings, four points clear of Chelsea and seven ahead of West Ham. Former England international Karen Carney says Leicester's effort was rightly rewarded. They showed character and I thought the senior players, thought Johnny Evans was really big in terms of pushing people, driving people forward, getting standards up and I keep speaking about it because I read quite a bit on Brendan Rodgers speaking about the mentality, he doesn't want them to fall apart and people like Johnny Evans is going to be massive in, in getting character, resilience, again didn't play very well tonight, they had chances but they, they seem to find a way and that's what I like about it. Sometimes you not play well, you find a way and that's what I think might keep them in this Champion League spot. They haven't been out of it all season and they want to keep in it to the very end. Julian Negosman will take over as Bayern Munich coach from next season to replace Hansi Flick. The reigning German champion said Negosman, who's just 33, will move from RB Leipzig on a five-year contract. In snooker, three-time winner Mark Selby has secured the last quarter-final berth in the World Championship. He beat Mark Allen 13 frames to seven in the second round. In the final eight, Selby will be up against Mark Williams. Anthony McGill faces Stuart Bingham. Neil Robertson battles Kieran Wilson. And Judd Trump entertains Sean Murphy. A reminder of our top stories tonight. The Carrie Lamb administration announces easing rules for the hospitality sector as long as people have had their jabs. The government tells organisers of the June 4th vigil that they're not processing their application because of the pandemic. And the chief executive rules out intervening over the Bar Association for now. The news from RTHK. Thanks a lot to Sean Kennedy. More headlines coming up at midnight. Sealed with a kiss 
guess it's gonna be a cold, lonely summer. But I'll feel the emptiness. I'll send you all my dreams every day in a letter sealed with a kiss. I'll see you in the sunlight. minutes after 11 on Radio 3 sealed with a kiss uh, became a hit for Brian Highland who you heard there in uh, 1962 this is Adam Face someone else is baby someone else is as a blue someone else is baby Someone else is fine, I thought too, oh, who's got a hold of Nine-carat gold love, I wonder who's in the love seat Who's got a heartbeat like thunder If I had it bad, I could steal his fairy queen I know he'll be mad, but I can't resist the thought of being kissed by someone else's boyfriend Someone else's special day Someone else's boyfriend Someone else's cat And a lady Oh, he'd better mind out She's gonna find out I love her, this little fella He's gonna tell her That someone else is me Well, if I acted bad I could steal his fair queen I know he'll be mad But I can't resist The thought of being kissed by Someone else's boyfriend Someone else's special day Someone else's boyfriend Someone else's cat And a lady oh, He'd better mind out She's gonna find out 
I love her, this little fella. 